And, and welcome, everybody, to Live from the Denver Press Club presents the Topic of the Conversation. I'm Rob Scoggins, your host, and I am so happy to have this local band. We've got three members who are right here from Colorado, and one's a little bit of a wanderer, but we'll find out more about that in just a second. Those of you who are fans of theirs, um, you have a right to be, because they are good. And they, have, uh, they perform all over the city and all over the uh, five states that are around us, and they're going to tell us a little bit more about that. I'd like to welcome to this show, Midnight Pressure. And we have Graham, who is our uh, lead singer of the band. Say hello. Hello, everybody. There we go. We have Andy, who is the drummer, the, the quiet one of the group. Would you call yourself the quiet one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we have, we have Richard, uh, who is a guitar player. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. And we also have Matt League, who is uh, a big part of how we got all this together, because he knows my uh, director, producer, Mariah. And we put all this together for, for the band, and we have a lot of fun here at the press club. And that's Matt Leake. How are you? Good. I'm kind of the opposite of the quiet one. Yeah, you're the loud one. The other yeah. the and of course, the only one who couldn't be here, the bassist sings low. Uh, <laughs> the bassist of the band could not be here. And that is, guys, can you tell us who he is? So Dave he doesn't Morrison. feel left out. Poor old Dave Morrison. We, uh, we, we miss you, buddy, and we're, we hope you're having a, a good time wherever you are. And, and recover nicely from your hangover. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Midnight Pressure, guys. Uh, the topic of conversation tonight is music and lyrics and clubs. We always pick a few topics that uh, groups the band together, but we also want to get to know the band before we get started. So I'm going to kind of go around the bend here, guys, to make it a little bit easier. Start off with Graham. Graham, how did this happen? How did you and, and Matt and the gang kind of get together? And Well, uh, I had moved to Denver about two and a half years ago. And I was having a couple whiskeys out back in my apartment, and there's a shared little common area there. And Matt was over at his good friend's house, and he heard what he wasn't sure if it was a person or a radio out back. And so he came out to check it out, and he said, "We need." Wait, to wait, what do you mean, person or a radio? It was, I was singing. Sorry, I was like singing. I was. It was impressive. I don't know. And so, yeah, <laughs> I, I, inside, you know, and like was... when you're flipping through AM stations. Yeah, the human beatbox. Just... I like that. <laughs> no, and um, yeah, and so he said, "We need to hang out. We need to jam." So. I told him I don't really jam, but he's he can feel free to play along with whatever I do. <laughs> and uh, after a couple minutes of doing that, it was great. And then we almost got him evicted from his apartment. So we quickly had to find a place to, to practice. So What part of town was this? Where were you? Smackdown uh, Town. 10th and Sherman. Oh, yeah. 10th and Sherman, yeah. 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 You yeah. could definitely get a ticket for being loud there. Yeah. And so then we uh, Matt said that he knew Andy. of a place where we Andy, and that's how, that's how Andy, how did you get in, involved? Well, yeah, so once they almost got their ticket, um, I had just purchased a house up in Westminster, and Matt gave me a call. We knew some uh, earlier friends back from college, and he was looking for a place to play that wouldn't get him in trouble. So, And he then remembered that I had a drum kit and asked me if I wanted to be a part of the band. I did remember that. That was that, that, that easy, huh? Hey. But Andy said no. A little bit different than how right. Andy, Andy didn't have time. Andy resisted. I, I was, yeah, I was really busy, but it was definitely worth bringing into my life, and a little different than Peter Chris getting to kiss, right? A little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little bit. A little, right? bit. A little bit. Are any of you now? Now that we've now we've gotten to know a few of you, are any of you? Did any of you go to Boulder? Did any of you go to CU? University of Colorado. Yes, University of Colorado. Yes. Did, did anybody yep. else go? You went too. Okay. So grad. So Richard went as well. You see you. You're just a drummer. Just a drummer. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that later. And for you, you're not even from here. I'm not even from now, here. Now, now Graham's not even from here. Where are you from? I'm from a town north of. Seattle called Bellingham, Washington. Okay, so good music comes out of there. That's, yeah. a, that's a haven, isn't it? It is. We'll talk about that in a minute. All right, and Richard, how did you end up in the band? What happened? I was roped into it. 
Oh, so that's 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 very Colorado. When what you'll, what roping you'll, somebody. What you'll come to find about the story of this band is it's me lassoing people in. Is it from, really? Yeah, yeah. So Richard was in a terrific project called the Stripe Stripe Fiasco. That um, I was in a college band too, and we uh, we played with them a few times, and I was a huge huge fan of that band. Um, unfortunately, it it discontinued as college bands sometimes do. And uh, that's actually Dave's not here. But the next question you would have for him would be. Uh, how did you get roped into this? Once again, he was my previous bassist um, in, a, in a previous band, very talented group of folks um, that I also lassoed in. So a lot of the origin stories revolves around me forcing people to, to do what I want them to do. Yes, Dave was teaching in Spain at the time, and Matt gave him a call and said, hey, guess what? When you get home in a couple months, you're in a band. And really? It was just like, uh, And okay, what does it pay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Beer. What does it cost? Negative. But, you have, but you have to Negative buy it every dollars. It is Colorado. Beer, beer does pay. Right? <laughs> so, Richard, when you, when you were at CU, did you always know you were going to be in a band? Was this something you've always wanted to do? Uh, I started writing and composing my own music when I was 14. So, yes. Yeah. Um, music major? No, geology. Geology. <laughs> Are you a geologist? Yes. <laughs> and what is geology? What's uh, geology? Geologize. I uh, work in Thank the mining you, industry. What is it? Mining industry. Mining. Yes. Okay. And uh, we what are we mining? Whatever they want us. Oh, to. very good. <laughs> what is the big mining project? What do you do? What is uh, that? Mostly, I do uh, geostatistics and resource estimates. Yeah, it's way over my head. Now. Yeah. Thank you. So anyway, my IQ just dropped five levels. Thank you so much. It's <laughs> no, supposed to increase. <laughs> I know. I, I know but no, it's it's rocks and things, right? Rocks and things. Yes. Yeah. So it, instead of linens and things, you work at rocks and things. Yes. Oh, great. Well, good luck with that. I, I wish you the best of luck. Now, um, Matt, you're not uh, you're not just a guitarist either. You, everybody, you do something on the, you do something for a job too. What else? What do you <laughs> so, do? It's going to make me sound like I'm a secret agent when I say this, um, but the, the industry I happen to work in gets very finicky mm. about disclosing what I do. Um, it's it's related to finance. Okay. And stupidly enough, I can't say anything more than that. Um, Mariah was keen on it because what she's always known me as is the cat in the suit. And uh, we had a, a long-standing professional relationship before we uh, developed a more personal connection. But is it, can, we, can we say international international banking? Internet anything? You know, it's it's is it it's just again, way beyond. It sounds it's going to sound like it's way cooler than it is because of how secretive I'm you being. Can tell you, oh, yeah. it's not, but it has to kill cool you. At all. <laughs> listeners, I just want to let you know. Cool listeners, I just want to let you know. The the right hand side of me is is Richard and Matt. I'm starting to think this side is kind of secretive stuff going on over here. Yeah. Over here on the other side is Andy and Graham. Pretty sure they're safe. So <laughs> just gonna go with they're probably okay. Over here we have no idea, and that's okay because together they're midnight pressure, and we're glad they're here tonight with us. So let's start with Graham. Graham, you came from Seattle. Yes, sir. All the way from Seattle. You found, you were singing uh, like you do, and Matt heard you, and it happened. What do you do outside of the band? Uh, I'm a small business owner, actually. Really? Yeah. And what does that do? Um, I own Reliant Cleaning Services. Very good. Home and office cleaning sure. service. I love it. So yeah. that's what you do. Yeah. That's wonderful. And you, and you are the, you're the lead singer mm -hmm. of the band, Midnight Pressure. And would you say that who writes the most out of all of you? I mean, who probably writes the most songs? Who so come, come to what? Writing lyrics? Yeah. The, the, yeah. Ninety-eight percent of the lyrics are me. Yeah, okay. But Rich comes R R with most of the basic ideas that then we adapt, and sometimes we even just cut them all out, but we keep the same idea, the same flavor, and then it turns into music. The music is very collaborative. Okay. Yeah. I'd have to say. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, 
Andy, being the drummer, yes. you have to keep the beat. It's your job. Mm-hmm. And you have to stand behind all these these guys. That's the best part. <laughs> That's the best. You're like, oh, I don't want to be in the front. Just because we all see You don't have to see your faces. Um, did you always know that, that, I mean, were you that type of kid? And I had a, believe me, I had a cousin who just liked to go, boom, you know, just hit on things all the time. Like pins and pans. And oh yeah. Is that were you? Were you the kid who threw things up against stuff and? Oh yeah, making lots of noise. Makes lots of noise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always been a part of your life. Started playing drums. Actually, got my first kit when I was 14, and then just played around with my friends quite a bit. Um, we, you know, had no idea what we were doing. Never made a song. Just played around on the instruments for about two hours, and then went and played video games. But it was never something very serious. Where do you go? What What do you do outside the band? What I do? Uh, actually, I'm in the middle of changing professions right now, and so right now I'm working at a garden nursery watering plants all day. Sweet. And if somebody's listening to the podcast, you can, you're, you're a botanist. Kind yeah, of. totally. Do you love it? I love it. Yeah, it's, trees are cool, man. <laughs> trees are your friends, but they won't pick you up from the airport. Well, right? and being, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And being in, the, uh, else, being in yeah. the greenhouse all day with all the extra right. oxygen, it's just really hard to not be in a good mood Do you make the band do stuff for Arbor Day? I mean, hmm? you're like... Let's do something for Arbor Day, like sing, like do a concert. In a manner of speech. Now there, I will. there are trees related, <laughs> trees related activities. Yeah, uh, the funny. band enjoys certain botanical pursuits. Yeah, Matt Leak, you are the <laughs> Matt Leak, you are the founder of this band. You put this band together along alongside Graham Midnight Pressure. Uh, obviously, it must mean something. Every band name means something uh, <laughs> to the band more so than to you know the outside public. Now, we do know two Canadian bands um, who are very special names, Bare Naked Ladies and Trash Test Dummies. I uh, always wanted them to do a tour together, but they never have. But they're both from Canada. But um, you guys, Midnight Pressure, I would, say, I would say minus Graham, and we can throw him in here because Seattle and, and, and Denver are so combined in so many different ways, as we know. Not just for Super Bowls, but also... Some special stuff that gets sold on a street here. Um, but, um, <laughs> More buttons. How did actually a well lit store now. You guys can all take little turns um, on how Midnight Pressure and what it means to you. We'll start off with uh, uh, Andy. Um, obviously, what does Midnight Pressure mean to you? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, a, it's a fun, catchy name that rolls off the tongue really well. That's as much as I've got for it. That's a great answer. That's why you start off with a drummer. <laughs> um, let's, let's head over to Matt. Matt, how does, how did, what does Midnight Pressure mean to you, and, and how did you guys come up with it? It's actually been the, the center of a little bit of controversy over time. Um, yeah. So, Graham and I, the first gig that this band ever played was, um, was only three people. It was at the Meadowlark Lounge. It was an open mic. We had all of about 35 seconds. I was there. Rich was there as, a, as an observer. Um, and at that point, we were called the Sugar and the Pressure. And, uh, I hated that name. And yeah, I, I grew apart from that name. I'm actually going to let Graham tell the story of how that came to be, because I don't think anyone puts it into the same words he does. That was a nice little throw the ball, yeah, too. Yeah. Hot potato, buddy. <laughs> Hot potato over to Graham. Graham, in Midnight Pressure, obviously, you guys start off at Metal Ark at a, at a different name, and Metal Ark has definitely launched a lot of bands. Uh, great place to, to be, have, your, have a staple there. Uh, midnight pressure. You guys were sugar and stone. What was it? We, we were the spice? sugar and the pressure. So and, and you got to explain that one first. I, uh, sugar and the pressure. What was that about? When I came, when I moved out here, I that's had, how I make it, Tom Collins. Exactly. <laughs> I had a couple friends that were in. Um, they were in dentistry school, dental school, and um, I, we were we were actually going to watch a, an NFL playoff game, and we were in the car, and somebody was telling about this nightmare patient that they had, and uh, whoever it was, the the front desk lady was telling him that this person filled out, this, this old lady was filling out their forms and wasn't very specific. So 
they get this patient in and they look at the forms and they said, now, I know you're on medication, but you didn't fill out any of the medication on the form. So what is it that you're taking? And she goes, child, I don't know. I, I know I take something for the sugar and I take something for the pressure. <laughs> and she was like, so you have hypertension and diabetes. She's like, <laughs> I just know I take the pills for the sugar and the pressure. And I was like, that is a fantastic effing name. And so I was like, do you mind if I use that if I'm ever in a band? And about three weeks later, all of a sudden I was like, Matt, I think if we're going to become a band, I, I think I have our name. <laughs> and you should introduce it that way when you guys were sugar in the pressure. Now, honey, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you guys are listening to us because you. you need sugar in the pressure. <laughs> so, that no, that's great. Yeah. Now, when, you, when, 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 the, when the band was, you know, got its name... Um, Midnight because you guys would always would always play last or pressure <laughs> because you're pressure to keep the audience going. What what do we think there? Well, um, Andy, do you have an answer? Or anybody have an answer for that one? Let's go to Richard. What always strikes me about the name Midnight Pressure is just the uh, it's always like that. It's 11:59 and you have your deadline and you have that sort of pressure. I mean that is the uh, only word to describe it and so there's all of the all of the tension that's built up in that and that's why i really like that name that's a great explanation that's really good i like that that's a really good that's a really good explanation is that the way you feel too whatever yeah. you whatever it is you've got to get done you better be on it by midnight otherwise it'll be too late yeah it's yeah. very academic True. the uh, cinderella story <laughs> also <laughs> comes in not necessarily academic but yeah I mean, we'll go with that there's recreational activities i got secret to. agents to the right of me and, and guys who are doing stuff botany and clean botanist, clean botanist over, here. over here so that's awesome now obviously you've played a lot of places um andy there's a lot of places in town that you guys play and i don't want to single out anybody and i don't want you to you know ruin the mood at a different place but you know what's the place that you really like to play in denver you 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 personally me personally as a drummer um, and i'll get to the others in a minute one that we just got to do last year we've, we've played there twice now and we got to play earlier this year and it was actually the first live show that i ever went to by myself when i was younger we got to play at the Bluebird Theater on the oh, on Colfax. Classic Bluebird, yeah. And it was good for a drummer. Or just... It was it was pretty good. Yeah. I really enjoyed the sound that we got out of that place, and the team was really great to work with. Um, I saw the Squeeze there, and their drummer is you know, and the drumming in the in the band, the Squeeze is really good, and and it really did the Bluebird did justice to the drummer. Is there Definitely. is there a place that you just love in Denver that's good for a drummer? Hmm? Oh, really? That's the best sound that I've gotten that the there. Sound. Was Bluebird. the Bluebird very good? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, head over to Richard. Richard, you're a guitarist, and you probably like to play loud like the rest of them do. You like to drown out the rest of the band because I am the guitarist. Um, Richard, is there a place in Denver that, that you just that just that sit that, that fits your mood, fits your guitar style, and you just love to play at? Well, I, you know, in my old bands, I used to play a lot at the Larimer Lounge, and I always sure. really liked that. Wonderful place. But um, I'm really excited for our upcoming venue, which is the Gothic. Yeah, the Which is Gothic, my favorite yeah. venue in Denver. So I am I'm on pins and needles. Go ahead and talk about it. When is it coming up? Uh, July 12th. Okay. July, July 11th. 11th. July 11th. 7-11 Holy Slurpy hell. Day. That's my dad's oh, birthday. Slurpy Day, yeah. How can you yeah. better not be that, late, really? National what's going Slurpy on Day in you, Smith. Yeah. We're going to find out what's going on later. In not much is going on July 12th. <laughs> a lot of sleeping in is going yeah. on July 12th. Uh, but 7-11, uh, that's a fun day. Uh, definitely yep. definitely tell people to bring their Happens Slurpees. Happens to be right? my dad's 65th birthday wow. as well. That's awesome. Playing your favorite venue in Denver 
on 7-Eleven Day, on Slurpee Day. And it's your dad's birthday. That's kind of cool. That's very cool. It's going to be great. Matt, over here, um, you're another guitarist who likes to play loud. Um, and obviously, you guys like to have a lot of fun up on stage. There are a lot of Folks, they're a lot of fun up on stage. If you watch their videos, have seen them live, they, are, they put on a show. They're not just a, hey, how you doing, um, type of band. Matt, what is, the, what is the place that you just love to play and just brings out your, your soul, your, your business and all that stuff when you're playing? What's, what's the place in Denver? Yeah, I'm going to cheat just a bit because um, the Bluebird and the Gothic, both phenomenal. And I have had the chance to play the Gothic previously, um, many years ago, but the, the Fox Theater, which is in Boulder. Um, oh, yeah, sure. Going back there, my gosh. You know, I, um, I went that's where you went to school, yeah. That's where I went to school. And, you know, when you're... When you're 18, 19, and you're just kind of in that pipe dream phase where you've been playing guitar a few years, and you kind of think, you know, if I stick with this, maybe, maybe someday I'll really get the chance to do something with it, you know. And when you when you're in that phase, and you're going to school, and 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 the Fox Theater, which is one of only two real theaters in Boulder, has all the acts that you really look up to and you admire, you know, to go back there and to play to a crowd that I think was maybe 20 shy of selling out. I think we, I think it holds 625. I think we sold just just a hair over 600 uh, between us and the other bands. Uh, gosh. That felt amazing. Um, and that, that venue is just gorgeous. You're listening to Live from the Denver Press Club Presents. The topic of conversation, I am your host, Rob Scoggins. And the topic of conversation is music, lyrics, and clubs. I am here with the great local band in Denver, Colorado, Midnight Pressure. And all this is brought to you by Sam Adams and Reed Art and Imaging. We're so happy to have them as part of the group here. Well, over here to my left, if you, you can't see him, um, I have... Um, Graham, who is the lead singer of the band. I have Andy, who's the drummer. Richard, who is a guitarist. And, of course, Matt Leake, who is another uh, guitarist. And our bassist, David, right, is not here. Right? He's okay. not here. Over here, uh, we were talking just uh, briefly about what, what, what venue everybody likes, and we need to get to Graham. Graham, what is your venue that it's, brings out your vocals, that brings out your heart, and that you just love playing in Denver or in Colorado, like Matt said? He, he, loves, he loves up there in Boulder. Yeah, I, I don't have as much experience um, playing in Denver. I actually, up until this point, I wasn't even in a band. It was just me and my guitar, and I didn't even like electronics in front of me at all. I pushed mics away from me. So it's it's been really great um, playing around at different venues here. I think the Bluebird, um, I like the Bluebird because the the audience is close up. It's, it's one of the smaller, larger venues in Denver, and the fact that the the crowd is kind of tiered, you can see everybody instead of just looking out on one kind of flat plane. So I, I really like the Bluebird, and they do a really good job with their sound, and they, they really bring out the best in, in us. And ladies, everybody everybody in the band is under 32 years old, so you, you've got a chance. Just let, just let you know. So <laughs> it happens at 32? I don't, Some of us just you're done. You're, it's you, over. You, you have babies and you're done. No. Uh, <laughs> if you don't remember, you don't know the old saying, if you don't make it, if you don't make it before you're 32, you might as well just go boo-hoo. You don't remember that? <laughs> really? Be a pretty old thing. Yeah, well, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Life expectancy was 50 oh, when that came out. Oh, Andy, Andy, I wish Dave was here. No. Because uh, <laughs> he's the great. Yeah, he's, he's the great. No, let's, let's go back. If, if, you, if you guys Google them or, or look online at Midnight Pressure, they had these great, Great, great images of them on stage, and, and every last one of them are passionate about what they do. You can tell if, if they weren't, if they could be a band 24-7, they would absolutely probably, all of them would do it. But obviously they all have jobs and need to get that level first. Andy, being a drummer, um, one of the hardest, is it bassist or drummer one of the hardest things to fill in a band? Is it bassist or drummer? It's one of the two. 
No one has. Everybody needs a bassist. Everybody needs a drummer. What's the True. hardest one? It's it's kind of like asking which side of the triangle is the most important. You know, it's it, <laughs> unless you've got everything, unless you've got it all there, man. Like, you know, you could have a terrific foursome with a bad bassist and it won't work. You could have a terrific foursome with a bad drummer, it won't work. I, I'd agree. Really, I mean, we, the three of us, practiced quite a bit with the two of them playing guitar and me playing drums, and then we brought on Rich playing guitar. And really, I feel like our sound really came together once we got a bassist involved. Really like fun, that, isn't it? Yeah, it's very fundamental and it's very important. And I don't think that what I'm doing is really more important than what he's doing or more difficult. It's a totally different, it's a totally different, you know, instrument that you're playing. I can't play guitar. I've tried, but I need big targets. Can That's... any of these guys play drums? Can any of these guys beat anything out? Um, no, no, no. <laughs> not really. Can, can, I can hit the target. <laughs> <laughs> can both? Can all? Can all the guitarists play bass and 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 uh, guitar? Are you? I can play bass. Right? Like yeah, guitar. Yeah, you're acoustic. Graham's acoustic. Guitar electric electric for you guys. Just because the the basses four strings mimic the guitars uh, bottom four strings, you can sort of overlap. But there's, I mean, there's no substituting the technique. I don't think we have that. Well, especially yeah, like Dave's can, technique. And Dave, mm. Dave is, unfortunately, he's not here, but he's the music theory wonk out of all of us. So, you know, when we're doing our songwriting and there's, you know, there's a chord we need to hit and we just can't, we're kind of circling the drain, we can't figure it out. He's the one who's like, oh, do a 19th chord, you know, or some <laughs> Or he'll make some shit, he'll no make some shit up and, and just be like, try this. And yeah. that's like, I don't even know what that chord is. Right. Well, let's go into songwriting because your, your guys' sound is very unique and, and fun and different, um, not conventional to other bands. And I'm sure all of you have had men and women in the in the world of rock and roll that you admire, and we'll get to that in, uh, later in the show. But for right now, uh, let's go back to lyrics, and that's one of the topics of conversation. We've kind of gone over music a little bit. Let's uh, let's go to lyrics. Now, when you guys are when you guys are asked, and I'm sure you're asked this all the time, especially by your parents, um, <laughs> what type of music are you? What what genre do you fill? Now, a lot of people don't want to fill a genre. They want to be unique. They don't want to have an eh. And they add like nine different things to it. Um, Let's start off with Richard and and tell us what do you think you guys are? What is Midnight Pressure? What type primarily of primarily we're blues rock? Yeah, blues rock. Okay, and kind of elaborate on that because a lot of listeners are like, uh huh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, are, we, are, we, are we Johnny Cash meets right, so Elvis? Are we yeah. um, are we you know are we are we rockabilly meets swing? I mean, what are we? We are. Uh, blues. I mean, because a lot of people don't know what blues. I know what blues is because well, I'm. I, but, Let's and if see. some of the guys the, want to help him, help him. <laughs> yeah, I could use a little well, okay, help. So on this. we'll, we'll right, give a Graham, brief, Graham, tell us. We'll give a think? brief crash course. Yeah, here we go. So Andy, the drummer, heavy metal, like right. death metal. Rich, he loves <laughs> wow. just like indie rock. Matt, Chili Peppers, all day, all year, all of his life. I wish I was listening Dave, to Peppers right now. Dave, <laughs> classical music buff. Okay. I listen to old school blues and stuff like that. Dave's playing so, on his flamenco too. He is, yeah. yeah, that's okay. true. So that's, that's true. that is an array right there. So it's an array. So that's pretty, actually good. That's a good. So thing. pretty much what happens is, I, I guess this is gonna kind of jump the gun, but we're we're just gonna go into it. So usually it's Rich brings in a little lick. Maybe it's in between, like when somebody's grabbing beers, or maybe he's been think, stewing on this for a couple of weeks and he brings it in. He starts laying something down, and everybody just jumps in, and it happens organically like that, and we know that a song's gonna happen. And then I'm just sitting there, and sometimes I lay on the ground, sometimes I just sit on somebody's amp, and I just close my eyes or I put my sunglasses on and I just try to come up with the sound, try to see what feeling's coming on. And then regardless of what the, where the music is going, I can bring it back to kind of a more soulful, croony, bluesy type feel. Sometimes it's straight 12 bar blues and E, as basic as you can get. Sometimes it's way out there and I, I kind of anchor it back. So 
there's a lot of interplay with the different styles and the different techniques that we bring to the table. Just whenever I think of blues, I always think of piano. That you have to have a piano. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just me. I'm from the East Coast. Gotcha. Blues back east has a piano. Yeah. You guys don't have a piano, and 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 it works. It totally works, folks. If you've ever heard this band, it totally works. Okay. Now that's later in the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're we're talking we're, we're we're talking right now about lyrics. Who I mean, when you're talking about blues rock and and your guys' type of genre. What are what are some of the lyrics that must be in one of your songs, Richard? I don't write the lyrics. You <laughs> wrote the lyrics to you one did. song. You have. Oh well, yeah. if if I'm writing lyrics, they're generally about I don't know the torment of love. Uh huh. If anything. No, that's definitely blues. <laughs> I would say that's that's the blues staple. That's a central, <laughs> very central theme. Andy? Yeah, that's a very big part of our music that yeah. I. I mean, I don't write it, but I hear it all the time, and I always ask Graham once he's. I mean. Sometimes when he's singing and we're, sing- we're playing in our little practice space, it's really tiny in there when we've got everything turned way up and I just can't hear him. So I'll have to ask him what his lyrics are, and I love hearing his explanations for him. And you're the heavy metal guy. Hmm? <laughs> heavy metal, yeah. punk rock, okay. all of that. Have you, ever, have you ever wanted the band to do a little bit of that and didn't blend that into a song or, or something you guys do? I just don't feel like I could do it justice. Because we could do Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> meets something. I mean, I don't know. Now, I mean, Red Hot Chili Peppers, why? Because the, the music is so strong and so so, so vocal? or You know, the, what I've always admired about the Peppers, and John Prashanti, the guitarist, um, is, has long since been a role model. Um, what I've always admired about them is that they, you know, the bands that, that are going to survive generations, you know, the Beatles or Johnny Cash, you know, they don't, they don't waste notes. You know, there's a lot of music that's incredibly simple that, that persists over time because it captures something that humans just seem to be able to relate to. When you listen to a song like, you know, Other Side or, um, you know, any number of their hits, Californication, you know, what's great about their music is they, they, they play it beautifully, but they, it's very simple. And so I always took inspiration from that. And, you know, combine that with some of the, well, when you need to turn up the heat and really, you know, get, get asses up and dancing, you know, Apply you, the you pressure turn maybe. it up. Yeah, exactly. When it's getting close to midnight, the pressure's got to rock. Um, you kind of drop on that spirit. So uh, that's what I've always loved about the Chili Peppers. That's what I've always found so attractive about their music. Yeah, you guys are an eclectic group of guys, uh, and especially the music, music backgrounds you guys come from. There's, but, uh, before we go to break, I want to ask one more question uh, to you guys. And and we're gonna start. We'll start. We'll just go around the horn. Uh, we'll start with Graham. Graham, if, if if you could have, you know, any acoustic guitar, what would it be? Uh, see, that's a really bad question to ask me because I am not a music nerd whatsoever. Okay. <laughs> so you don't you don't care. Just hand you a guitar. I, hand me a guitar as long as play. it sounds play the all right. Yeah, it, it gives me a basis to like sing over. Okay. Six and, and six string variety. Set of drums for you, Andy. What would you want? If I could afford it, I would want a Gretsch kit. Okay, Definitely. and guitar for Richard? I already have it. And what is it? <laughs> it is an Eastwood, um, what is it, Sidejack Deluxe. It's this little boutique guitar, and I saw it, and it spoke to me, and I bought it. It's <laughs> wonderful, and Matt? So, you know, I'm fortunate also to say that I'm playing mostly what I want to, but um, as important as the guitar is the amplifier, which I'm, I'm happy to say I'm, I'm currently doing a big old Marshall half stack. It's a JCM 2000. It's a TCL, TSL 100. And those music nerds will get that. But um, the guitar is a Stratocaster. Just a good old... I mean, America doesn't do a lot anymore. There's a lot of things that are made in China, but one thing America makes is a very good electric guitar. So uh, American Strat all day. 
When we come back from the break, uh, we're going to have the band talk a little bit about who their inspirations were, the music and the songs that they love to play, their favorite songs, and we're going to get a little unplugged from them, too. So we come back from the break. <laughs> this is live from the Denver Press Club, and this is the Topic of Conversation. I'm your host, Rob Scoggins. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Thanks. Consider joining the Denver Press Club, which offers a relaxing atmosphere of camaraderie and creativity and serves as the hub for Denver's media, public relations, and communications community. It's the nation's oldest press club, with the first organized meeting held in 1867, and with the club making its home at 1330 Glenarm Place since 1925. Please visit our website at denverpressclub.org to find out all the great things that are happening throughout the week, month, and year. We're open Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Come by and see us. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Live from the Denver Press Club and the Topic of Conversation. I'm Rob Scoggins, your host. And the topics tonight are club, music, lyrics, and I have the wonderful band, outstanding, fun, different, unique, <laughs> eclectic, uh, eccentric, uh, just fun band called Midnight Pressure right here, live in uh, the studio press club that we have right here set up. Hope you can join us sometime in the future. Hope you can come on by. Uh, we were talking uh, just a, a few, few short minutes ago. Uh, I've been talking to Graham, who's the lead singer, and Andy, the drummer, Rich, uh, one of the guitarists, and of course... Matt, the other guitarist, about how Midnight Pressure became and how music has affected their lives. They're all, all of them are under 32 years old. They're uh, wonderful musicians, writer, lyricists, and, and just, you've got to go see their show coming up on, uh, um, it's going to be coming up July 11th, uh, which is 7-11 day. You can't forget that. Free Slurpees, Midnight Pressure. Free Slurpees, Midnight Pressure. You Free can Slurpees. see both. You can do both, yeah, you can do both. Um, when we when we when we left, we were talking about lyrics and how important that is in songs and how how it moves you guys and what 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 happens. And uh, it seems like Graham, you're you're the one who kind of writes a lot, correct? And and puts yeah. all the lyrics together. Yeah. When you're writing blues rock for the band and and knowing the talent that you that you have in the band, do you write a song for each one of them? Because um, Richards from the Rolling Stones writes songs for Mick. Do you ever sit there and say, hey, this song would be great for the way Rich plays, or the way Andy drums, or the way Matt plays, or the way David basses this is? Interesting. Um, no, I, I don't go about that. Our, our musical process is, is interesting. It's, it's kind of, somebody comes with an idea, and usually, usually it's in between. Kind of, kind of walk, us, walk the fans and, and the folks here through that, through, through yeah. how, you, how your song process, and pick a song that's either current or, or, or coming up or okay. hasn't been released yet, and kind of walk us through it. Okay. Well, um, I'll use The Need to Find, which is one that we, we've previously recorded. It's not on the EP that we released just a little bit ago, but it was, it was a single that we put out just before that. And we had this song, and there was kind of a catchy, a catchy riff that I think Rich brought into the, into the mix, and then everybody was kind of really vibing off it, and so then I kind of got this energy off of it, and I, I started putting a song together lyrically, and, and it just worked. It worked really well, but then after a while, we realized that it wasn't, it wasn't the type of song that we're going to be playing in the future. It was a little amateurish, and so we, we kind of didn't play it for a little bit. And I was walking down 16th Street Mall, and I was, it was stuck in my head, but I was singing it maybe half. Can you speed. give us a little bit? Uh, sing it? Yeah, a little bit. Oh. Um, just a little bit. Yeah, that that, that yeah. song that was going through, just the sound <laughs> that was going through your head, so, so we know what was happening. Just the intro. Okay. Um, yeah, so it, it starts out, and 
there's a bass lick that comes in, and then it goes. I'll just go into it. Yeah. So it goes. Woke up this morning, kicked around a bed. God damn it, I can't get this lipstick off my neck. Oh, baby. I'm in another mess. I don't know how many times I've tried to quit. Yeah. Yeah. But it's happened more than I like to admit. Wow. That, yeah. that, and that was going through your head. That was going through my head at that, at that speed, but why. we were singing very, very good. way faster. And so I came to the band, and I was just like, let's slow it down. And everybody looked at me, and they're like, are you kidding me? We have to rework the entire song. I was like, I know, I know. And so we reworked it, and it's one of our favorite songs now. And so there's kind of, there's a lot of... And the name of it again? Uh, the Need to Find. The Need to Find, okay. Yeah. yeah. And is that kind of, would you guys all agree that's kind of your staple? It's a great uh, song. song or? It's a great song. It was one of the first songs that, when it finally came together, I was like, we're finally honing in. Yeah on a sound that describes what we do. Very good. Yeah, definitely. And, and Matt, you would agree with that? Yeah, and, in, and actually, this, um, so we have that song is actually turned into a music video, which is um, still available on the website, and we are thinking about doing another one here shortly, but that, um, that song just feels really satisfying. You know, it's one of those that when you play it, um, it just feels cathartic. You know, it's almost like you get to take a break from your set and play a song that feels that natural. Rich, you it's, a, it's a great, it has a nice strut to it, which is kind of one of the things that I always look for in music. I, I look for two things. Can I strut to it or can I drink whiskey to it? Okay, so and strutting it means walking, walking to the beat. Yeah, walking yeah. to the beat has a nice flow right. about so it. So if, if the Fat Albert gang and you watch them walk together, if, they can, if it fits them, you, you got a hit. Yeah, oh, You've got a mega hit. You got a mega hit. If you can make, if Fat Albert could walk to it, you're going to make millions. (laughs) (laughs) We're working on that first million. So you you added the word whiskey, and as you know, uh, during this cast, uh, we're we're allowed to drink, uh, you know, beverages of adult kind, uh, thanks to not just Sam Adams, but the other stuff that the bar offers. Uh, Yeah. So you're drinking? Are you drinking whiskey right now? Well, I'm drinking scotch right now. Scotch. Okay. This place is. Super classy, so I thought <laughs> scotch. <laughs> and, and Andy, uh, do you do you feel the same way? If it's if it, if you can dance to it and has a good beat for the drums, is it going to be a hit? Exactly. If I if it's something that I when I think of it and it's running through my head, my head just starts bobbing kind of involuntarily. That's when I know it's a really good song for us. Matt, question for you. Now you obviously love videos. You're, you're good in them. Uh, you're very uh, animated in them. What is the video? What is videos? done to the genre of music and how is youtube uh, youtube's only 10 years old i don't think a lot of people know that yep. youtube just celebrated 10 it's years 10, old right. and people think it's been around forever and it has not what has that done for bands has it hurt you guys has it helped you guys has it redefined what a band needs to be um, obviously it's the mtv of today we don't need mtv anymore we've got youtube what's it done for you guys um the answer is d all of the above um you know for those bands that are willing to engage I mean, here's the reality, man. Whether you're a business or you're a band or, you know, you've got anything to put out there, you know, these days, video is an essential medium for you to be present in. And uh, music's no exception. And, and it's, it's a lot of fun to be present in a music video. It's a lot of fun to represent, you know, to be able to show your faces and show the emotion you put into it. Because that's something that 
um, I think is essential in music is, is being able to see the emotional content that people deliver when they play, because when you're playing, it's, it's quite literally, a, it's, it's, a, it's literally a dance. You're moving in time to music, and you can play the same notes in the same order, and the way that you look and the way that you move sells them entirely differently, and it, it connects people to the music in entirely different ways. And they and you have a certain you you all I, well I've never seen Andy dance because he's behind the behind the behind the drums but all of you guys have a certain swagger to you up on stage including David who's not here the bassist you guys all kind of have your own little hey this is who I am this is what I like this is what I'm gonna dance to um, some of you dance to songs and some of you dance to other songs and some of you don't don't move at all uh, on some songs which is nice you guys definitely share the stage very well I want to compliment you as a, a group of five because that's you. not easy. I mean, Thank Sly you. and the Family Stone and some of the bigger bands, you know, Earth, Wind, and Fire, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how Chicago does it. I don't know how you share the stage with 15 people, but you guys share the stage with five people very well, so keep that up. There's obviously a, a, good, a good dichotomy, also known as camaraderie, in this group, I can tell you that. Uh, Midnight Pressure is performing at the Gothic on uh, July 11th. Definitely check them out. Uh, of course, uh, this, uh, this show will be broadcast uh, through and around all that stuff, so uh, definitely check them out. Going back into the, uh, the music, because that's obviously the most important thing in a band, because uh, you're, you're not a band without it. <laughs> um, when, you, when, you have, when you have a set list, obviously you, have, you guys have a number of songs now. You guys are becoming uh, more and more set lists uh, coming up. When, you, when you're only allowed to play a certain amount of time, what are those songs you guys choose, and, and who does it, and who, who, who says, well, this one has to be there, or I'm not going to play... Or does David go, you know, forget it, you're not getting a bassist, if this, if my, I don't get my, you know, solo. Uh, just, yeah, he doesn't, <laughs> we threaten. You threaten we each threaten. other. <laughs> the Nobody's, Nobody's followed through yet. Yeah. But um, what does that set list look like? And if all of you can chime in, you can kind of, I can, I can go around the horn, or whoever wants to kind of say, I write the set list, it's, I got the nicest handwriting. What it do we starts do? with Because Don's. Okay. Because it kicks you in the nuts, and it's awesome. Okay, so Because, the, the song. The song, Because the dot, song. dot, dot, yeah, Don's. Because it's our song. local watering hole, yeah. and... Yeah, and it's it's just one of those songs where we've tried to come up with a different opener, okay. and every time we just veto it and we go right back to that one. Matt <laughs> generally threatens to quit the band. I, <laughs> let's be People fair, threaten everyone threatens to quit the band. Everyone everyone to quit the band. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of Richard threatens to kick me out of the band, and I've been kicked yeah. out of the band about 15 That was there at the start. Times. I had to groom you. <laughs> <laughs> cannot be groomed. Right. You've been groomed. You've been groomed. So, so obviously, you, you start off with that one. And then do take us through take us through the roller coaster ride of your guys' show, midnight, um, midnight pressure. Does anybody anybody want to take it, Matt? I mean, start? so when we write those set lists, they're they're all crowdsourced, and that's a laborious process, and it takes a a good amount of time, and there's a lot of debate and discussion, and some tears are shed, but um, you know ultimately, I think what's really what's really been um, special about working with this project is that. Everyone has such a strong background, and everyone has so much that they bring, and all the input is so valuable that, you know, it's 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 five well-qualified voices, you know. So that's we eventually arrive at a conclusion. It does take some time. Well, um, and we've gotten to a point now where it used to be we had to fill in. We didn't have enough original material to fill in a full 50-minute set list, but now we're getting to the point where we've got more songs than we can play every show, and more songs than we've recorded. Shoot, since our April show, we've written. Six, four, five, Something six new crazy. songs. Yeah. A lot of new material that we're going to have for our next show, and we're not going to have time to show off all of it. So it's really, instead of a battle of, can we fill up a full 55 minutes? It's what do we want to show off in 55 minutes now? 
Yeah, we have original content that we haven't played for, I don't know, maybe eight or nine months now. Several songs that we haven't, yeah, we haven't performed. Now, do you ever test these songs in, in front of your friends and family? Or do you say, hey, we'd like to introduce a new song to you guys at this show, and boom? Or do you guys just play it and see what people think? Or? Uh, we just, we're really cocky, and we just think that all of our songs <laughs> are their shit. So we're just like, here's a new song for you, and drop your panties. That's pretty much what happens. <laughs> Rich, Rich, uh, I want to ask you questions about YouTube. Go back to YouTube. What is YouTube? How has it affected you and the band and, and what you guys do? Do you automatically say, this, this song is our next release on YouTube? Because it used to be, this is my next track release on Blah. Now it's, this is going to iTunes or wherever. Where are you guys? Where, where does immediately where they can find you, where people can find your music? Immediately where people can yeah. find our music? Yeah. That would be on our website. Okay. Midnightpressure.com. Yeah. Uh, and then we, the videos? Uh, we do have, um, well, through midnightpressure.com, you can get to all of our videos, which are all cleverly linked using modern internet technology. <laughs> um, but we also have a YouTube channel. Um, we have a Facebook. Like, yeah. and, uh, uh, yeah. Do each of you have individual Twitters? Do you guys tweet? Oh, wow. I despise no. Twitter. No. <laughs> I, we're we're working on getting an Instagram and a, and a Twitter account. Graham's working on out. all I'm, this stuff. I've been putting it off. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, we will have one of those so we can fully integrate it and, yeah, and keep people up to date with what's going on and new songs, new ideas. So we, w we will kind of, in a sense, crowdsource mm. content, like you said. We, right now, we aren't really presenting it to anybody else other than those people who we are in relationships with. So, right, you know, in, in the near future, we'll be able to present little snippets and whatnot, and we'll be able to get people to listen to, you know, new ideas and whatnot. This is it, and this is, this is exciting, because how long have you guys been a band? How long have you said, this is the five, we've been the five for how long? When was our, oh, two the years? Five, the five, it's coming on two years. Coming, coming on, on two, two years. years. So yeah. we've been Wasn't together the, for two years? Yeah. Yeah, performing yeah. for two, two years? Two years, pretty much as a whole five. As a whole five, like, uh, like it was June sixth, wasn't it? That Dave like got into town. I seem to remember yeah. June sixth. Yeah, because then we played uh, like two weeks later. Believe you remember at that at an arts yeah. fair. Yeah, cool. wow. I have so a pretty almost, good memory. Almost two years. Almost two years yeah. to the day. So two years to the day. That's pretty yeah. exciting. Yeah. So what is what is where do you want to? What's a town? And we'll get we'll get there in a minute. That the towns that you relate your music to. I mean that you that you know would love your your genre of music. Do you have a certain town that comes to mind? around the country that you just say, this is, this is it, this is the type of music that we play to? I would love to go and do a little Seattle-Portland thing. I've, I've lived in both those cities, and um, they have a really strong... They have a really strong musical history, obviously, and blues rock is something that people are moving away from just because, for some reason, bands aren't doing a lot of blues rock-based stuff there. But especially with like Jimi Hendrix out of, out of Seattle and, and other influences like that, there's a lot of demand for it. One of my favorite bands out of Seattle disbanded about a year ago, and they were, they were kind of bluesy-based, and, and they just, I mean, they were in, you know, they did soundtracks for, for Hollywood videos and stuff like that. So, Is touring dead because of YouTube? Has YouTube killed touring? Has, you, no, has, has media, no. has internet media killed the, the, the right, I mean, obviously tonight we have, you know, we have 15 people here live in the studio audience. We have tons of people listening. Has, has, it, has YouTube hurt you guys in touring? Or is it, I mean, obviously you're playing great local gigs. What, what the internet 
has done to the music business is make touring far more essential because you can get the music anywhere for free if you want. But if you're a music fan, you want to go see that band play live and you want that live show to sound really good. Yeah. And so because all of this music is free and freely available to everybody, it really comes down to can you tour? And when you do tour, do you sound as good or do you bring something different from from your recorded versions or so but rich a lot of people a lot of bands try to sound the way they do on the internet or sound the way they do on youtube you guys you guys don't need to because you have such a great sound right and you know when i look at some of my favorite live shows the parts that i i don't remember are the parts where like oh yeah you played my favorite single exactly the way that you play it on the album hooray for you i enjoyed that but what I really love is when you, they take their song and then all of a sudden they go off into some sort of new way of looking at it or they play it a little bit differently than you would expect them to do that. And that's what a live show is. The band comes literally alive for you off, you know. And tracks. Matt, you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, so Richard's last band, and I'm talking for him, but they went on tour out to the West Coast um, for a spell, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you had some of your biggest crowds out in Oregon at a relative, you know, you was like, it was, a, it was kind of a podunk bar, but you showed up there and the place is just packed. Uh, Eugene, Oregon happens to be a, a, an amazing music town. Yes, it does. Den- Denver, Denver and Oregon, I was talking to someone today about how Denver and Portland, Oregon are, are kind of the staples out west now, and even, even obviously east, uh, west coast, and we're, we're in the, we're in the uh, mountain west, but we're, this is, these are where music is coming from these days, is Denver and Portland. And can anybody answer why? Red Rocks. Is that what it is? Everybody wants to play Red Rocks? Everybody <laughs> wants to play Red you Rocks. Guys, you guys have played Red Rocks. Well, right? my, my first goal as a musician is to play Red Rocks. My second goal is to headline Red Rocks. There you go. So that can happen. <laughs> the symphony symphony's always looking for folks. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you, you, know? <laughs> you know, they need a drummer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, you guys are listening to Live from the Denver Press Club presents The Topic of Conversation. I'm Rob, your host. I want to thank, I can't thank enough, this band for being here, the, the Midnight Pressure. They are absolutely awesome. And they've been, a, they've, been a, they've, been a joy, they've been a joy to have on the show, and I, I can't, thank you, th- can't thank you enough for being here. Um, I'm going to uh, hand it over to Matt just for a second. Matt, how can people find you, find the band, find each individual, find your music? And, of course, you know, don't forget to tease us, tease us where you're going to be again. Yeah, you bet. So, uh, midnightpressure.com, if you happen to be lucky enough to own one of our bottle openers, it's written on the back. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. I give them out yeah. all the time. I have one right now on my keychain if anybody wants one. Nice. So, uh, you've got links to SoundCloud there. We are uh, fortunate enough to be partnered with a, a label, um, Shepherd Tone Studios, and that is run by Caleb and Cato Cronin. Those two are the masterminds behind Cronin, who are also playing with at the Gothic Theater. Um, Caleb... I have known for years he was one of the, he's, he's just a virtuoso. The guy was headlining the Fox when he was 17 years old, and he was killing it. And Cato, I used to go to her fashion shows at the University of Colorado. She's one of the most creative people I know. As a brother and sister duo, they're amazing. We've been very fortunate to work with them. Um, so they'll be there as well with us. And um, the stuff they're doing with their label and with Violet Studios has been amazing, and we've been very lucky to have them. And where else can people like, where else can people find you um, you know through in, you know social media things like that Facebook 
Of course, as you'd expect, I believe it's facebook.com slash midnight pressure, if I'm not mistaken. If you look us up on YouTube, just enter the, the uh, search terms midnight pressure. I'm sure you'll find us. Um, really, your, your one-stop shop is just going to be midnightpressure.com. So if you're fortunate enough to have internet access, that would be where I would direct you first. Okay, kids. Now it's time for Rob's Fast Five Questions, and here we go. Now, uh, what I'm going to do is I ask five questions. Each of you are going to answer it. Uh, you know, separately, but together. It'll be the same question, but I'm going to go around the horn, and then sometimes I'll go, you know, this way or that way, but mostly I'll just go around the horn. Andy has already answered one of them, but he didn't even know he answered it. <laughs> but we're going to start off with that one, so it was a good one, because you already answered it. Uh, a venue you want to play before it's all over? Red Rocks. Okay. Red Rocks. <laughs> Red Rocks, Andy. Rich. It's Red Rocks. It's, got, <laughs> it's, it's Red Rocks. I would it's have to interject it's, the Gorge, because I'm yeah. from Washington. Wait, what's but no one, one cares. The Gorge. No one cares. No one cares. Two best venues on the west side so, of, the, of the Mississippi. Rich, Rich, you and Graham can talk later. <laughs> we'll fight later, <laughs> per the usual. Um, <laughs> did you guys plan this that two of you would have facial hair and two of you would not? Or, or is this, or no. what, does David have facial hair too, or who's uh, not here? His is, his is close cropped. I'm okay. just lazy and I okay, hate shaving, and so that's, that's the beard <laughs> explanation. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, lady, lady you're thinking of when you're, when you're playing your music. To the lady, lady, lady. Yeah, let's yeah, hear that I'm, one, I'm going to get him in trouble on this I'm one. Also, that's, that's Matt's lady, fast one. Lady, and if it's more than seven... All of them? Okay, well, there you go. Ah, past, present, and future. Very diplomatic. Andy, do you have a lady that you play to? Yeah, my girlfriend, Gabby Naranjo. Nice. And Rich, do you have a lady you pray to? Uh, the girl that's rocking out the hardest in the front of the row. Nice. Yeah. And <laughs> Yeah, I'm... I'm Matt, do you have one? I'm very, I'm very blessed. Um, I'm fortunate to have a wonderful partner. Her name is Rachel. She's here tonight. Not very good. So, love you, Rachel. Yeah, that's very, very nice. Um, if, if, if the thing, <laughs> we're gonna, we'll, <laughs> we'll start over here with Matt because I can't get over what he just said. Um, we'll, we'll start over here with Matt. Matt, um, if, if you, if you could re, if you could change the name of the band, what would you be? You know, so like I mentioned, this was a, this is a subject of controversy. <laughs> I was, I was steadfast in the camp of we're not changing it no matter what the fuck anyone says um <laughs> so um midnight pressure is right there but uh you know maybe red hot chili peppers version two i don't know something like that <laughs> Revisited. rich rich. <laughs> rich if you could read if you could change the name of the band what would it be i no i wouldn't change the band name for the world okay andy if you could change the name of the band what would you be uh, it is what it is and i'm really happy with midnight it. pressure okay <laughs> You're touching Graham. a hot button here, Rob. <laughs> no, no, well, he's not. You know, he's that's not. What I do. I've had my buttons touched, and it's not very hot right now. <laughs> I really like Midnight Pressure. I, re I really liked our, our first name, but but we've we've created a sound around Midnight Pressure now. So we're going to start with Rich on this question. Rich, uh, what is a, an item of clothing you must wear before you go on stage? You must have on. I mean, like something that's you know, you know like a hat. Is it a hat you always wear? Glasses you always wear? Shoes? Something? What? What is it? Pants. No, but I know, but what type? It's <laughs> a good answer. But what type of pants? I mean, do you have a certain pair? I mean, do you have this certain night? This is my concert pair. This is my, you know, this is my rock pair. No, if it's no, it, it's not. Th not anymore. Okay. In my last band, it was very uh, coordinated. Uh huh, sure. And um, now this is a much yeah, more free environment. We're okay. very But I try to look, I try to wear pants that fit, but are not so fit. Ah, okay, okay, and, and, and for Matt? So, um, anybody who's ever been on stage knows those lights are a hell of a lot brighter than they look, so generally speaking, I'll go on stage with some sunglasses, because it's actually much easier to see what, what you're doing. So, sunglasses, you yeah. know, so... Cheapos, you go, because... You go to a midnight, midnight pressure uh, show, uh, Matt will be wearing sunglasses. Cheap right? ones, because they will get lost. <laughs> they will get yeah. lost. Andy? Uh... I end up wearing this shirt every time we're on stage. Okay. That's true. Is it true? It is. Okay. Well, Everything I can remember. And for Graham? Dick pants. 
I, yeah, I guess the I guess the quintessential would be what? the Robert Plant pants, which are affectionately known as dick pants. <laughs> I've had it, somebody ask if I had a roll of quarters that's because fine. they're just okay. Well, that's fair enough. Feeling. Well, if that's what it is, that's what it is, right? It is. That's what it is. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and grandma. Um, and obviously, a lot of your fans want to know this. Is a this is a question I always get emailed when I have a band, and I did get emailed from one of your fans this question, so I have to ask it for them and for the others. What is your ritual before you go on stage? Something you say, something you do, something you pray, something you do, something you eat. If it's M and M's, I'll laugh my ass off because that's what I do. Um, is it anything like that? We'll start with Andy. Something your ritual. Um, I don't really have a ritual. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that's I need to work one. Pick up. your nose. Uh, wash that, your that's, face. That's a daily thing. Shave your face. Nothing. <laughs> okay. That's fair enough. If you don't have one, you don't have one. You might have one later. We'll uh, Rich, what about you? Something you something you do every time you know. Like, you know, before a baseball player goes up to the bat, they cross, you know, they have a little... If it's I a, don't... You don't really have anything. I, I, I always try and listen to something that makes me feel like I'm ready to go on stage. Okay. Usually it happens hours before I go on stage. And you stage. have no idea what's going to be. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so just, it's, it's whatever random. song is, like, in my head right now, okay. just listen to it. Perfect. And then, Matt? Um, so my only pre-stage ritual is that you want to try to find that delicate balance of <laughs> intoxicated where you're... Your, pre <laughs> your precision isn't completely sacrificed, but your stage presence is a little enhanced. So uh, sometimes, sometimes they overshoot that mark a little bit. Um, and it's all stage presence. Do you have a beverage of choice or whiskey? Whiskey. I drink two things. I drink cheap beer and whiskey and ice. There you go. So fans, that's what he, if you want to bring him a bottle of whiskey, there you go. And Graham. Mine. Uh, I would agree with Matt 100%. My my delicate balance is a little more delicate because I'm the vocalist and alcohol absolutely thrashes my voice. So I take a, a dry week before a show. So the uh, repercussions of that seems to be a little more exponential than somebody who's been <laughs> drinking all the way through that week during practice. Uh, yeah, bourbon and PBR. So once we load in, once once that first once that first chord has been plugged in, then I start drinking PBR and hope that I can hit that perfect equilibrium before we get to the last question i just want to thank you all again for being here thanks for being part of the denver press club and, and the topic of conversation we, could, we couldn't do it without you and we wish you the best of luck and we'll be following your tour and we hope to have you back in a year from now when uh it just gets more and more uh, great for you guys uh last question is what is your favorite song that midnight pressure plays and we'll start with andy the drummer i'm gonna cheat here and <clears throat> no no i'm not gonna cheat no, Need to Find is definitely my favorite. Need to Find. Yeah. And Rich, one of the guitarists, what's your favorite song that Midnight Pressure plays? I, I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you hum a little bit? I, 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 I just thought, what? Is it the new one? No. One of the four All right, we can come back. We can come back. Yeah, come back. We'll come back. Maybe Matt, for okay, you, so the, one this, of the, the other guitarist. This answer is informed. I've got a little vignette for you. So okay. my answer is um, How I've Loved, and that is a song mm. in which I am... Um, very, very present. I'm, my uh, guitar kind of hops off on that one, but there is a um, little strip club up in Westminster near where we practice, and uh, occasionally after practice, we'll pop over there, and this is a song that has been played for me while the strippers are on stage, because we have another DJ. And uh, Her name once, is, her name is now Midnight. Once you've heard your own song being stripped to, it's kind of cemented as... as that was awesome. So, yeah, need to, uh, How I've Loved. That is a great answer. And uh, Graham, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to Rich in a minute. Uh, favorite song that Midnight Pressure plays? I think my favorite song is Barefoot and Blistered. It was kind of a, a turning point, much like Need to Find was when we when we really were establishing our sound. But Barefoot and Blistered is just that, it, it's got a little soul to it. It's got a ton of emotion. It has the, the highs and the lows of it. 
And it's also the title track of our EP, which, which works out really well. But that, that's one where I can really, really sink into it and just, I really get into it. Rich, do you got one? Okay. Favorite so song by Midnight Barefoot Blizzard. and Blistered was the song I was trying to think of. <laughs> okay. I uh, had a whole mental issue just go on right there. Um, but another song that I really enjoy just playing the way I play it, because Don's. Just because I, yeah. I, I watch my fingers the entire time, and I'm just like, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, guys. Thank you so much for being here. You. you guys have been listening to uh, Live from the Denver Press Club. This is the Topic Conversation. I am Rob, your host. I want to thank everybody who helps keep this show going. My executive producer, Spencer Howard. My director producer, Mariah Weiss. My technical director, Will Hart. And, of course, the great staff here at the Denver Press Club, which is Bill, Bruce, and Carmen. I can't do it without those folks. I want to take the time to thank our sponsors, the Denver Press Club, uh, for hosting us every Wednesday. And I also want to thank Boston Beer Company for giving our prize box away. If you're a member of the audience, you can go home with a great prize pack of stuff from Boston Beer Company. If you're not familiar with them, they are known for Sam Adams and Angry Orchard. And of course, sponsor Reed Art and Imaging. They do all of our posters and banners and everything you see online at Reed Art and Imaging right here in Denver, Colorado. I've been asked by my friends and family, how do you end the show? How do you tag it? Well, I've thought about it, and here it is. Live your life, live to the fullest, have fun, and wake up with a purpose every day. And you may, if you're in the Denver metro area, you might be live at the Denver Press Club and part of our topic of conversation. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Good night.